Welcome, bienvenidos to Chisme That Matters, a Latinx podcast created to redefine chisme by having mindful-ish conversations about topics that matter. And this is your host, Kim Perales. If you cannot roll your R's, it's okay, just call me KP. Hola, hello everyone. Welcome to another Chisme That Matters. And I am super excited because today I'm going to have another awesome Chisme with an amazing human being. And today's Chismosa's name is Soledad Fernandez. She is the mastermind behind Wealth Para Todos. And I am excited because she has an interesting story. We spoke about, about her, her journey a couple of days ago. And I think it's like super cool and interesting I think it's going to make an impact to you know in our community so welcome Soledad and as I usually do I love for my guests to introduce themselves and kind of like a little brag about what they do who they are so yeah <laughs> welcome hi I am Rita Soledad Fernandez Paulino you can call me Soledad I am the founder of Wealth Para Todos I am a mother of two I am a former math teacher turned personal finance enthusiast committed to just making sure that we all feel comfortable talking dinero, that we all have someone to talk dinero with so that we could all build wealth juntos. Nice. I love that. I love it. So, yeah, I mean, you said a lot of things right there. You're a mom, you're a financial advisor, you're like all of these things. And I just want people to kind of understand a little bit more Like, how do you start this journey, like the financial journey specifically? Because it's always like a, like a, uh, like a, a point in your life. You're like, you know what? If this, like, I need to get my stuff together and I need to do it right now. What was that point for you? I think I had several points in my life. However, I would say the big moment that changed everything for me and has allowed me to consistently be on, like, on this journey was in March 2019. I got sick and I was on a medical leave and on disability. And I was getting, um, I was bedridden. I was in bed, I was bored and I was reading a lot of books and my primo gave me um, a personal finance book. And as I was reading it, I learned about budgeting. And as I started to apply budgeting to my own life, I started to think like, oh, wow, we could live on a budget. Meaning like we can create a plan for our money, right? A lot of times people like don't like the word budget, but a budget, all it is, is saying like, this is my spending plan. This is how I'm going to spend my money instead of it just being something like, well, this is how I spent my money. And as I started mm -hmm. to budget, I started, you know, we paid off our debt. We started to save for an emergency fund. And I realized, oh, wow, we could actually build wealth. And that made me very excited. Mm -hmm. My husband, has, you know, he grew up in the South Bronx. He grew up in the projects. And he's a huge dreamer. He's always talked about wanting to retire early. And for me, it just kind of always felt like, oh, that's, you know, that's so cute. But it wasn't something that I actually thought we could do until I started to learn about investing and we were budgeting and, and just actually had money that we could put towards our financial goals. And so I think like with his huge, you know, dreams and my ability to work on the details, we have been able to, to make some progress on these financial goals. Yeah. So can you, can you mention the book that your primo gave to you? 
What okay. was the name of it? So I'm always know. embarrassed to reveal this. Um, the book what? that he gave me. Yeah, because it was a Dave Ramsey book. And I hate that like my intro ah, okay. to it's personal okay. finance came from him. <laughs> it's a, I, you know what, girl? It, it's interesting that you uh, mentioned this because a lot of us started by listening to him or reading his books and honestly i don't think there should be any shame of it because the fact that we even picked up a book to learn a little bit more is what matters and right. then with time and with you know more books going out there you kind of like realizing that maybe his methods not maybe his methods are not the greatest right, right. that they can't apply for every single situation because all of our situations are different. So mm -hmm. whatever you have gone through, it's not going to be the same thing that I'm going through or my my cousin is going through or your mom is going through. So, yeah, for for us, yeah, Dave, Dave Ramsey is, um, that's another, that's, a, that's another episode, you know? But, <laughs> but I'm not trying to minimize anybody's like, oh, yeah, you don't follow him because if you want to follow him, it has worked for you. Hey, go ahead right but i don't right. think this would be a shame because at least we picked up a book and we were able to learn and then now from there to now you realize because you open your eyes and you see there's other ways to do so so it's okay <laughs> yeah so yeah i read um that book and that's where i learned about zero-based budgeting and over mm. time i'm grateful that i was able to go on online and found other people who were into zero-based budgeting who i felt that i could relate to a lot more right um mm. and And that's been really important for me and my own choice to show up online as well, because I wanted people to know, like, you know what, you could live in a high cost living area. I live in Los Angeles. You can be a mother. Um, yeah. You could have two children. You can have one income and still find ways to build wealth. Like it's possible. And I didn't think it was possible <laughs> until mm -hmm. I started doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think it also comes from where how we grew up, right? At the end of the day, it's always have like our our foundation, our parents, our grandparents. They don't they don't know, so they don't pass that on to us, right? And it's not really their fault. I don't want to say, hey, it's my parents' fault that I didn't start building wealth earlier or anything like that because they didn't know any better. But and also, like we have to acknowledge. Like what our parents, what our grandparents did do. They mm. moved countries, mm. you know, they left all of their family behind and started somewhere new. As somebody mm. who like lived in LA, moved to New York City, that was really mm. hard for me to be out there all by myself. And yet, mm. you know, my grandparents did that with children, not knowing the language, you know, not knowing where they were going to have a job. And that was a lot for them to learn. And then I think about my parents, yeah. they went to college and, you know, uh, I'm not first, I'm not first gen, but other people who are first gen, that's a huge accomplishment when you're navigating this whole new world as a, as a professional where, you know, your parents were, were working class, didn't speak the language. You're, you're the translator, you know, you're helping, you know, you're, your, your parents' opportunity to some type of stability, financial stability. And my husband's first gen. He's the first one in his family to be born here. And so I think each generation, mm -hmm. um, each of us has our own way to improve poco a poco, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, for sure, for sure. Yeah, so there's nothing. We can't really blame our, our, you know, our parents for that, but... I think the fact that you, you, like when you were saying 
I never thought it was possible mm-hmm. because how we grew up, right? Well, I grew up in Ecuador, so I never, I never saw, I didn't even know about this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. When you hear the word investing and owning stocks and all this, you think of white people. Mm-hmm. You think mm-hmm. of rich people. That's all. And you think and of, like, the shadiness. And you think yeah, about, like, gambling and mm-hmm. how the stock market has messed up because that's what we've seen on, like, television or in movies. So exactly. it's something that you're, like, scared of. Yeah. I was scared. Yeah, uh, yeah it is. It is scary. I mean, all the time. <laughs> Even now, you know, it's like, you know, you keep learning and learning and learning more about it. You're like, oh, you know what? I could actually do this. It's like, it's like getting a degree type of thing. You know, sometimes yeah, some people... Exactly. You know, back in the days, like, no, maybe I'm, I'm, you know, so like, I'm not for that. Like, I cannot, I'm not going to get a degree or anything like that. That's just for people that are smart. But then once you start getting, I'm like, huh, I can do this. I can definitely do this. So it's the same thing, like, with investing and, and building wealth. It's such a, like, a taboo topic. And I, and I'm so glad that there are human beings like you and other people that look like us, Latinos, that they're on the journey and they're actually doing it. It's not like, oh, I want to, but I haven't started. And this is what I know. But you guys are actually in it. And they're teaching us and showing us that there's wealth para todos. <laughs> yes, <know>? yes, yes. <laughs> there is. There is. It's just taking the first step of like opening your mind and not being scared, I think. Or being scared and saying, you know what? I'm going to find a community that's going to support me through my fear. Yeah, true. Because fear is always going to exist. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fear is always going to exist. It's just like trying to like hold hold hands with it and be like, you know what? You know what? You're here. Let's go. Uh Let's let's go for it. Let's just do it together. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like, it's crazy. But, but yeah, like I'm for you like for those who haven't heard about the zero based budget i mean oh, it's a very famous you know like method to do i use it as well uh how would you define it like what would you explain to I someone would, uh, who doesn't yeah. really know so i would say you list out every income that comes your way your mm-hmm. income maybe your partner's income some side hustle income you write down that number mm-hmm. and then you start subtracting your bills and your mm-hmm. expenses and you make a plan for every single dollar that, that has come your way. And so let's say you have $1,000 and you're like, okay, $500 for rent, $200 for, I mean, I don't know whose numbers would be like this, but let's just pretend for, yeah. <laughs> so that it's easier. Um, so uh, you make $1,000, $500 for rent, $200 for food, $100 for gas. Well, that's $800. And let's say for some reason that covers all your bills. So then you say, okay, I have $200 left. Now, what do I do with that extra money? Maybe you say, oh, I'm going to make some payments for my student loans, an extra payment. Um, and you just make a plan for every single amount. But the big thing is realizing, like, do you have money extra at the end of the month? Or do you actually have expenses that are higher than your bills? And for some of us, that's what keeps us in debt, that our expenses, like we're, we're relying on credit cards each month to cover the difference because our income doesn't cover it. And we don't necessarily know that because we haven't sat down to look at those numbers. And also at the same time, like you might be somebody where like your income and your expenses are exactly like barely covers it. And so then maybe you're just an emergency or a global pandemic away from getting into a lot of 
And you're also in a place where you don't really have that extra money to start building wealth and start investing or building an emergency fund. So a zero-based budget for me is just like really understanding your numbers, understanding what is um, how much income you have, how many expenses, and what's your discretionary cash flow. And that's just a fancy word for what's the amount of money left over, hopefully, or that isn't left over. Hmm. Have you, thank you for that. Have you ever encountered in that situation where you said, I don't have any money left? For me, when I started to zero base budget, um, back in May, 2019, my husband had his company. He was making $60,000 a year and I was on disability. So I was getting my disability Mm. checks. And as I sat down, because I was on bed rest and unable to drive and, and go out everywhere for the, like, yeah, I had extra money, but it was because I wasn't living my normal lifestyle. Right. Mm. I think prior to that, the way my husband and I were living is we were pretty much always like a month behind, but didn't think of it that way because we were using our credit cards. So Mm. I was using you know, January's income to pay off credit card charges from December. And so I always had Mm. the money to cover it and pay it in full. But really, we were always a month behind, right? Because we're always just Mm. paying the past instead of thinking about Mm. ways to to build for the future. And so Mm. when I'm lucky, I'm lucky that I bill, I started budgeting. And this is why I always tell anybody like right now during the global pandemic, you have the least amount of money that you've ever had. This is the time to start budgeting. If you're on unemployment, this is the time to start budgeting because you're going to start at your low and you're actually going to be able to build up for us. Um, because we started budgeting, at a time when we had the least amount of money, we were able to create a budget that felt sustainable for us because anything that feels like deprivation is not sustainable. And we were able to come up with this budget. And then my husband worked to increase his income dramatically. So he went from 60,000 to 120,000, then from 120,000 to 150,000. And he was very focused on let's increase our income. Let's increase our income. And I was very focused on let's decrease our expenses and let's really make sure that we're, we're not, um, you know, like as you make more money, we're increasing our lifestyle and then also increasing Mm -hmm. how much we spend because that's, that's what was happening to us. You know, um, I started this whole budgeting journey when I was 32 years old Prior to that, it's like I had already had two kids and every time it's like we were making more money, but we had nothing to show for it because we were using our our checks to pay our credit cards in full for the previous month and not necessarily getting ahead Mm. of paying off debt and actually investing and paying ourselves first and planning, using some of our money for the future. Mm. It was just moment to moment it wasn't paycheck to paycheck per se because like teníamos el dinero it's just that we were we were living every you know like moment to moment not being thoughtful not being conscious not Mm. being intentional about our money we just Mm. we didn't have an idea we didn't know that that's what people who are wealthy do we didn't know 
you know we i think a lot of times it's like you see wealthy people and you think oh yeah well of course you know they buy their car and they go traveling and so you know as my as these you know having wealth because we were raised by single mothers and my husband and i had more income than what are like three times what our single mothers had to raise you know children and so we had so much more money and we were you know eating out and doing all these things that we thought like oh that's what you do cuando tienes dinero compared to when we were young mm -hmm. like i went out to eat at a restaurant maybe once a year like on a birthday and my mm -hmm. husband and i thought like ahora si tenemos dinero yeah. now we can go out to eat you know oh we want to eat three times a week out okay está bien tenemos el dinero and this is this is what it means to have money what it means to have money is ahora puedes gastar en lo que quieres and we, I learned the real wealth it, in order to have like that long lasting wealth, that generational wealth, you have to be intentional with the money that comes your way. And by starting to, you know, eat the comida que tenemos en la casa, you know, like those, those things that basically it's how my parents were able to eventually buy a house, how my grandparents were able to move to a different country. It's because they learned to use the money mm -hmm. that they had to plan for the future, to go for more. But that wasn't something my husband and I had. We thought like, oh yeah, we, we made it. We made it. There's, no, there's nothing else that we have to do. But that's kind of like the middle class trap, you know? And we get here and we're so excited and we're so happy that we have this money and, and mm -hmm. opportunities to do things that we just didn't get to do when we were children. That instead of continuing to think, okay, you know, like what's the next step? What little sacrifice can I make to still build, to take my, you know, family ancestry to the next level? We don't always do that work. And I'm grateful mm. because I was able to start doing that work. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It always comes like a, it's a blessing in disguise in a sense, right? Mm -hmm. Because if yeah. not, you wouldn't have been able to open up your your eyes and 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 then start being like you said intentional about your your money, where it comes, where it goes. And it's why and I'm and... so sorry. It's why I'm so passionate about sharing it and sharing my story with other people. Because for me, mm -hmm. it's like I had to get sick. I had to be mm. in bed, not able to move to learn this. I don't want that to be wow. the reason why someone else learns this. I want it to be like, oh, they were scrolling on Instagram and they found someone who was talking about dinero and they thought, oh, I could track my spending. I can create a budget. Yeah. I could build an emergency fund in a high yield savings account. I could use my credit mm -hmm. card rewards as extra money to put into a Roth IRA. Like I want it to be simple mm -hmm. for other people. Um, which is why I'm so yeah. grateful you have me here. Of course. No, like I'm excited to have you here too. And I think like everything that you're saying, a lot of people can relate to. Like that's how we grew up. And I think, I think dinero and trauma sometimes go hand in hand. Like the narratives that we, we have been told and we tell, we still continue telling each other about, about the relationship between money and traumas like you said like we didn't grow up like me too like i didn't go to restaurants when i was younger like maybe once once a month if you know like 
my mom was like basically single. My dad didn't provide, like they were divorced and all the stuff. So I, I saw the struggle, right? But then when I came to this country and I, I went to school and I started making more money and all that, I didn't have a lot. So I've always been frugal. But then when I started making more money, it was like, oh, maybe I could work, buy this and that. So I, of course I got into credit card debt because I wasn't making enough money and I had to cover, I have, I was supporting myself. I had nobody to support me. So I had to like pay my rent, all this stuff. But then I was like, what am I doing? You know, why do I have credit cards? Like, how did I even get here? And the funny thing is that I never been the type of person to, to spend money on expensive things. It's always been an experience. It's like travel and this, this and that. But then I should have known better and allocate money for that expense. Okay, but how are you supposed to know better? I know. That's exactly, yes. So, so you can't so, even say that. You can't even say that because literally the only reason we ever get to know better is because we make the mistakes, because somebody comes across mm-hmm. and teaches us. And that's the hard yeah. thing, right? Like if we're not talking yeah. about dinero, then we're not giving people an opportunity to learn a different way of living. Yeah. And también, you know, like we're not supposed to talk about dinero. So that makes it so complicated. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you're right. And, you know, sometimes we tend to punish ourselves for this. Right. And that's what I say that it comes the trauma and then, you know, it's, it's a lot. And you don't we don't have a good relationship with money. And and I'm not saying good relationship in terms of like, oh, we spend it. And that's not that's a toxic relationship. I mean, it kind of is. But what I'm saying is like sometimes we don't want to see how much we're spending. So we just hide it under the rug and we try not to even make a budget. We're like, oh, I have the money and I'm trying not to spend a lot of money. So I don't want to see it. We don't want to see it. There's a lot of people like that that I'm like, I don't I don't want to know where my money's going. Like, I'm OK. Like I have enough. You just in the avoid bed. the numbers. Yes, avoid the numbers, and and I get it, you know, because I'm, I've been there in the past where I've been like, oh, I don't want to know, because sometimes it's scary, because it says a lot about you too, right? It's like, what am I doing? But at the same time, it's like we have to be, we have to be like a little nicer to to ourselves and be like, you know what? Yes, I used to spend this money, but you know now, like you said, I'm learning from my from my mistakes. So now, what are the steps that I'm gonna take to make it better? So there's always room for growth. Yes, there's always room for growth. And it's a very challenging thing. Like I think about the first time I actually sat down and looked at my numbers, it was in 2015. So Mm. in 2015, I sat down and I was like, let me write out like all of our debt. And I think I found something on Pinterest. And so I wrote out all of our debt and I knew that we had a negative net worth at that time. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, shit. Like at that time, we only had one kid. And I thought, wow, we have the least amount of money that we've ever had in our adult life. And we have a negative net worth. We have more debt than any type of assets. We didn't even have assets. We didn't have like more debt than we had money in the bank account. So it was in 2015 when I had first sat and looked at those numbers. Okay. So it was like, great. Now I knew my numbers, but I didn't know what are the next steps. I didn't know, okay, well, then how do I get more money? Or is it, do I increase my income? Is it a spending Mm. issue? I didn't necessarily know. And I remember I sat down and I said I wanted a goal to save $50,000, but I didn't know, well, how do I do that? You know, like I didn't, I didn't know about budgeting or like tracking your spending. And so it was like, okay, I knew all my numbers, but I didn't know what was next. 
And so then it, that, that was in 2015. And so I remember I was like tracking my spending to just like, okay, well, at least let me see where's my money going. And then my abuelo got sick mm-hmm. and he eventually died. And I spent $10,000 in three months. Like I alone, wow. separate from my children, oh. separate from, from my, from my husband. And, and I was so like, what's, oh. that was, I'm sorry, that was $10,000 that you spent in just personal things. On personal things. I mean, like I was a teacher at the time. So one of the things I did is I paid for a bus to take my students on a field trip. Like I was just doing like crazy mm-hmm. things, like crazy, like That's emotional purchases. spending. That's what yes. I call it, emotional, emotional mm-hmm. spending. Mm-hmm. It was emotional spending. And then after that, like I remember, you know, having to pay, because I, I did have the tendency to always pay my credit cards in full. That was something, a habit that I had established at 19 years old when I first got a credit card, partly because I had a boyfriend who had taught me about credit scores, which that was really lucky that I, you know, that Mm -hmm. he knew that. And he only knew that because someone who was 30 years old had taught him that. Okay. So that's Mm -hmm. the only reason he knew. And then also because my deal was like, Oh, you're going to ruin your life with a credit card. So I kind of felt like, Oh, I'm going to prove him wrong that I'm going to be responsible. So I had the tendency to pay already my credit cards in full, but then it's like, I did that. And I saw the, the little bit of savings get the Nemos, like just go down a lot. And mm-hmm. I was like, what is happening? And I remember I told my husband and he was like, so, you know, some people lose the most important person. Oh, it makes me cry. Um, some people mm-hmm. lose the most important person in their life and they start drinking. Some people mm-hmm. start doing drugs. Some people, you know, mess up and work. You decided to yeah. spend money. And he wasn't judgmental. Yeah. He was like very loving, so loving about it. I'm very mm-hmm. grateful I have such a loving partner. Um, That's awesome. But that was that was in what 2017. So it's like I mm-hmm. I don't know I, I don't know if maybe like I was always supposed to be on this path, and it's kind of like I would get there, but I would you know deal with a hump, or maybe it's I'm finally on this path because I've already seen like there's so many obstacles that come. I just have to be resilient and say, you know what, this is life. It's not going to be easy. Building wealth is actually very challenging, but I'm up for the challenge and I'm going to show up and I'm going to show up no matter all the different things that have happened. And I think about like when I became debt free, um, I got into a car accident and my car was completely totaled. Mm. And I had to decide at that moment, am I going to take out debt to buy a new car, like not like I was going to buy a used car, but was I going to get an auto loan, which I had done already three times before, or was I going to use cash to buy a car? And I chose Mm. that I was going to use cash because I had made a decision. Never again. Am I going to get in debt for liabilities? My debt has to be to, Mm. for assets. And I made that commitment to myself and and so I was like, from now on, I'll, I'll get debt to buy real estate. Sure. But other than that, no, everything else can wait. Everything else I could eventually have, poco a poco, I'll just wait for it. Hmm. That's a, I love that you said that you promised yourself not to get into debt for liabilities, but assets. And mm-hmm. I think that's so important to highlight because a lot of people out there are scared of debt. They see debt as something that, oh no, you know, but debt is not bad if you use it correctly, mm-hmm. I think. And yeah, and yeah for sure. I mean, I got smart. into student loan debt. I had student loan debt 
And look at that. That allowed me, you know, to develop a certain type of income. So, you know, True. not all debt is a liability. I say I think it's more of an they say it's an investment, you know. Right. <laughs> it's an investment. Yeah, I mean, I have a hate and love relationship with my student debt. I mean, I paid it off last year, so I'm like kind of out of that. Thank you, thank you. It was just a whole. I was like, you know what? I'm tired of paying interest by Sally Mae. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that and and it, it feels so good not to have that you know it's like oh no estoy atada. you know what I mean like I'm not like ugh, someone is like yep. on a leash and then the same thing with a car you know like I paid it off as well last year and and I've always had this fear I'm like you know what I feel like when everything is going right with my money always something happens with my car my car always I, I only own two cars in my life so my first car used to be a used one, but it was like really good and all that. But uh, it always gave me it always gave me issues. And the second one that I have now, that one I bought it new, and I have four months, four months to pay it off because I put a plan together, right? During the pandemic, I was like, you know what? Let me get my shit together and all that. So I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay it off by December. And I had the money allocated and all that. And then it broke down. The engine. And you know the engine when that's a big expensive mm -hmm. thing. And I was like, really? I was like, you know what? I even laugh because I'm like, it always happens something with a car. And it's funny because I saw a meme somewhere a few days ago that they show a girl kind of saying, oh, all my finances are going good. And then the car kind of showing the face kind of like, <laughs> yeah right girl like here i'm coming here i'm getting uh -huh. sick and i'm like that's me my car always so so yeah so i promised myself the same thing i was like this car hopefully it it lasts me for a long time it's a 2016 because joe i don't want to buy a new one i've never been the type of person like oh i need a new this, this and that i'm gonna buy a used one que me deje. you know like it takes me to where i have to go and that's it because i i hate getting into the into the debt uh cycle but yeah so like i i think it's it's amazing how you 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 make yourself the promise and i think it's a really really hard thing to to make yourself because it's so hard to say no sometimes to certain expenses and i think it's also important to say like you know what um it's okay if i keep having to make that promise again so mm -hmm. maybe you stop Maybe things like life fucking happens. Shit's gonna go yeah. get in the way. And so you say, okay, yeah. I'll just restart again. I'll just restart again. Um, yeah. And restarting looks different each time. I know for me, like I'm somebody who like tracks my spending and sometimes mm -hmm. life gets so hectic. And I, I like to track my spending like on a very like consistent basis. And mm -hmm. then sometimes it'll be like seven days have gone by and I'm like, oh shit, you know, let, let me track my yeah. spending. And then I track my spending and I look at where I am in my budget. I'm like, ooh. And then I just yeah. give myself grace. You have to. Yeah. You have to give yourself grace and just, you know, so much compassion. Because again, like anything that feels like deprivation isn't sustainable. If it feels like, if it feels too restrictive, if it feels like this is too, too hard, you're not, you're not going to want to keep doing it. You know, you have to find ways to enjoy the process. And I know for me, that, that's part of the reason why I have wealth para todos. Because I think, mm. like, if I was just committed to building wealth for myself, eh, like, eh, like, it's kind of cool, but it's not like I'm like, eh, it doesn't really, really keep me motivated. But 
every time I get a message from somebody saying like, oh, I track my spending or, you know, I opened up a Roth IRA. I'm like, yes, the idea of us building collective wealth, that shit inspires me. That keeps me motivated. And so I know mm-hmm. like community is important for me on my journey. And I think it's probably important for a lot of us, which is why I highly encourage, you know, you find your community, you find your tribe. Maybe you have a, you know, a budget coach or a financial coach, but someone, um, people really who are going to continue to support your financial journey. Yeah, no. And yeah, I think it's like, we have to be compassionate with ourselves. I think like I have an episode that I made with uh, gay husbands on fire and we spoke about the emotional side of, of money. And, and I think like every time that I sit with anyone who is in the financial, you know, community and like people like you is that, the emotional side always comes out because it is an emotional roller coaster. It's a it's a journey that you have to you you have to own it and you have to live it and you have to be compassionate and just like just uh, find a way that you can have a good relationship with it. In mm-hmm. a sense, it's mm-hmm. not in the beginning. It's gonna be hard because you it's going to slap in the face and be like, hey maybe you're doing something wrong with your with your money and all that but then once you start and then you just take the steps that you need to take to continue it's going to feel so good like i know when i do my budget i feel so good about myself you know how some girls get like they feel cute when they do their makeup and stuff like that i feel good when i'm doing my budget because it just it just gives me a little bit more of like clarity where i'm standing with my money so, so I'm saying like, you know, doing your budget feels cute for me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. It's like, it's like, you know, I don't know if you have something with your hair, but you know, when you do your hair, you feel cute. And when I do my budget and everything, I'm like, oh, yo estoy bien. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Estoy, I, even if I'm not at my peak, you know, but at least I know where I have to fix it, how I have to like move things around and, and it feels good. It feel, I feel organized. I feel like, oh, like things are going are going to be okay even if i don't see mm-hmm. the numbers that i want to see so yeah, i feel like it's gonna happen budgeting... poco a poco exactly exactly yeah so i i'm curious because right now we're talking about like individual you know budgeting and all that like how was it for you to start everything with your partner like i know you said that he was the one the dreamer he was the one that wanted to build wealth like and and he was a motivation but he, like from that point until now how is it that things have changed between you two as as partners yeah it's interesting because i think that even now i still think he's the dreamer he's still the Mm -hmm. one who's always thinking bigger 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 so i remember this time that he got this bonus and um i said okay so what do you want to do with the bonus he was like i want to buy land and i want to build our house and I was like, oh, okay, but uh, your bonus was $7,000. Like, <laughs> you know, like what, what do you think, you know, where are you trying to buy land? Uh, we live in LA. And, um, and so then he was like, okay, okay, okay. So then, you know, I want to invest so that we can live off of our dividends. And I'm like, okay, again, um, you know, so he thinks such a big picture. And I was like, all right, so maybe we should just max out our retirement accounts, you know? And so he's really big. And then I'm like very, you know, 
the little steps that you need to take to actually make those big dreams. So together, like, so we still have that mm-hmm. dynamic. I know that he hates when we sit down for our budget talks and I tell him about like, okay, so this is how much money we have left for eating out. This is how much money the kids have in their budgets. He gets, he's like, oh, he doesn't like those little details and those numbers um, still to this day. And I sometimes think like, todavía like, get your head out of the clouds. Like, I love it, but like we need, you know, so that's still our dynamic, even after all these years. But I think that together, you know, we're a really good team, you know, because it's like, you do need that. You need someone who thinks big picture and you also need someone who's going to be a little more detail oriented. And so mm-hmm. if you, you know, you don't have that in, in a partner and then maybe you find that in a friend, maybe you find that in, you know, a coach mm-hmm. or a financial advisor. And find someone that, you know, like compliments you in that way. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I think that's so interesting. I, you balance each other out though, I feel. And I'm curious why he doesn't like to focus on the details. Because I feel like those details, they add up. So they kind of do make an impact, right? (laughs) Yeah. I know like he'll tell me all the time, like, Like just the other day, he said to me, I want to make so much money so that we don't have to budget. And I told him, homie, like no matter what, if you want to make sure to have discretionary cash flow, you need to know where your money is going. You need to have a spending plan. You need to make sure that you're spending less than you make. And he was just like, yeah, but I want to make so much money that it doesn't even matter. Um... And I'm like, no, no matter what, you need to know where your money's going. So we have mm-hmm. those very different, different approaches. Yeah, I mean, and it's always like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's always going to be those type of like little situations between couples. And especially when it comes to money, I think you at least you have like found a middle point. Right, because money could be like the cause of a lot of fights and arguments and even divorces. So, I mean, kudos yeah. to you guys. I mean, our middle <laughs> point. I think a middle point for us is always just focusing on the goals, right? So whenever mm. we start thinking differently, we're like, okay, let's focus back on like what are our goals? What are our goals for this year? What are our goals for five years from now? And so you know, and when we think about that, it's like we we have the same goals. So it's somehow we're always able to find each other again in the middle. Mm, that's a, that's awesome. That's beautiful. I think that I think that's a really really good uh, advice for couples out there that are starting their journey and they or they're still on their journey, you know, because it it's gonna come with ups and lows and and I think it's important to keep yourself like grounded and especially if you have a partner, it's, it's hard if you don't have someone that supports that or even wants to be part of that. It's, uh, it's hard, so God bless you both. And um, So before we finish, I just wanted to kind of like touch on Wealth Para Todos because I love your page. And I just want to kind of like for you to share with everyone how is that Wealth Para Todos started. Like I know, yeah, your journey started like this, but when was the point that you're like, you know what, I, I need to share this with mi gente. Yeah, so... um we became debt free around September of 2019. I was talking yeah. about it on my personal page, um, mm-hmm. and none of my friends or none of my family would would respond to that. They they like when I became debt free, nobody said like, "Oh, yay, congratulations" or nothing. And what I thought that meant 
is I thought I was the only person who had debt in the first place. Later on, I learned that was different. But that's how I internalized um, their silence. And I noticed I just wanted to keep talking about dinero, but my friends didn't want to talk about it. My cousins didn't want to talk about it. Nobody around me wanted to talk about it. And I felt like, hey, I discovered this. I want everyone to know, but nobody around me wants to know. And so I was telling my husband, like, hey, what do you think if I, like, create, like, my own, like, Instagram page and I share my stuff? And he was, like, even very hesitant about it. And he was like, don't you think that's kind of weird? And I said to him, but just imagine, like, if we can find one person who can relate to us and they now have, you know, hope. And they think, oh, you know what? I can become debt-free too. And oh, you know what? It's not weird to have money saved in an emergency fund. And you know what? Let me invest in max out retirement accounts. Um, which at that time, I don't even think I talked about maxing out retirement accounts because I didn't know. But I was just telling, wouldn't you want just one person, you know, who maybe also grew up in the projects, who was raised by a single mother, who has felt like they don't belong? Wouldn't you want them to like feel mm-hmm. like, okay, if they could do it. Maybe I could find my way to do it too. And when I said that to him, he was like, okay, so mm-hmm. go. And so I started it February 23rd. 2019 it's almost gonna be a year and I it was my community it was it was my community of people where I could talk dinero where I could share what I learned they could share what you know their advice and that's what it's continued to be I feel like we continue to grow together and it's now turned to a point where like I want to pursue a career as a certified financial planner. I am a, fi- a personal finance speaker and I go to colleges and different businesses, places of employment. And I talk to people about building wealth and it, it became like a career change for me because I liked it so much. And I just, I just, you know, so many of us, like we don't get this information in public school. We don't get this information in college. And I just think like, it's never too late. It's never too late. So if somehow our paths cross, let that just be a signal for you to know, like, you know what, this is my time to make sure that I have the money to live my best life. That was awesome. I can, I can like, you guys cannot see it, but I'm, I'm seeing her like on video and you see the passion that Soledad has for this. And I, I really appreciate people like you that are willing to share information because there's people that are out there that are greedy. Okay. And I get mm-hmm. it. You know, when it comes to money, you want to have it all, but it doesn't need to be like that. Like why not share this with other people? Because I put myself in other people's shoes and I'm like, I wish someone would have taught me this. I wish someone could like show me the way instead of me struggling here and there. Yeah. I could google and all that but there are people like you like your quiero dinero podcast you know so many more that they're just putting all this this like um, balde the information you know over there and it's just like I, i think it's a beautiful thing and i that's what i love my people i love my community and and i i wish you all to grow and to continue just like flourishing and sharing the information because we need it we need it But, um, but yeah, I mean, so I don't know if you have any advice for people that are starting their journey. If you want to share some words of, you know, maybe encouragement or anything you want before we leave. Yeah. I just want everyone here to remember that you can build wealth. Poco a poco. Todo con tiempo is totally possible. And if you ever need any more words of encouragement or tips, feel free to subscribe to my newsletter. I have a newsletter that comes out every yes. first and 15th of the month. 
Um, yeah. And, you know, follow me on Instagram and I'm only a DM away. Yeah. Also, I saw that you have like a budgeting uh, workshop. Workshop. Right? Yeah, I do. And I'm going to start doing consistently workshops. So right now I do predominantly mm -hmm. speaking engagements, but I like the idea of, you know, like everyday people who maybe their employers aren't bringing those opportunities to them for them to have yeah. access to those same types of workshops. So I do have a budgeting workshop on February 22nd, um, but I'm going to be doing mm -hmm. them monthly. And I just want to make sure that this information gets out there. Um, and if you didn't learn it before, it's okay. We're going to learn it now together. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. So, yeah. So, anyway, I want to put all your information in the uh, description of the episode. Uh, but for people to follow you, they can follow you at? Well, para todos. On Instagram. Well, para todos. And everywhere. On Pinterest, on Twitter. Everywhere I'm well para todos. Okay, amazing, amazing. Thank you so much, Soledad. Like, I'm super grateful with you for being able to share this chisme with me. And I know that we can continue talking, but we can't save it for next time. And this time we're going to have, like, the video posted because I'm super excited. People just, like, feel your energy as well. So, uh, yeah, so I just, like, wish you an amazing rest of the day. Enjoy your weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, thank you so much, Kim. Bye. Of course, you're welcome. Wow, I really enjoy this cheese. I mean, I enjoy every cheese that I have here. But I, like I said, I'm super grateful with Soledad because she just like share her story, her journey, details about her relationship with money, her her partnership, and their relationship with money. I think it's a, an amazing and important subject to share with our community. And I hope that whoever is listening right now can take something away with them and yeah just start your journey don't be scared or be scared and still do it that's that's a lesson of this episode be scared and still do it anyway with that being said i wish you an amazing rest of the week surround yourself with good vibes still wear your mask and be authentic i will talk to you next time ciao